Amazing. What's up? It's Chad here with the Mindful Ways podcast. And I'm joined today by Jolie Wilson, who is the founder and owner of Full Circle Yoga School, both a client and now a friend and a kindred spirit in a whole bunch of amazing ways. And we're going to drop in a day and talk about all kinds of different high vibing things and our lifestyles and our work and all this good stuff. So, Jolie. Hi. How are you? I'm great. I'm over here in the Florida Keys, a little different than where you are in Vancouver. It feels like Florida here today, though. We've got this amazing late summer season, which is super rare around here. And I think it feels pretty bright over where you are as well. So, other than the hurricane, hurricane last pass. week, the hurricane passed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What's the vibe there in Florida about that? How's everybody doing? It's really intense. The people that were hit in Fort Myers, my family included, they have a tree farm in the middle of the state. It's pretty bad. It got hit hard. However, when you live here, you know that that's part of the lifestyle. So you prepare, mm-hmm. do the best you can, and keep flowing, keep moving on. Well, we both have hurricane stories, which we've talked about, which we'll probably touch on today as well, but more like meta, I guess, in our conversation. We'll be talking about moving through storms anyway, personal inner storms, right? Exactly. Yeah, we all have storms, whether it's an actual natural disaster or the storms of our life. And we get to move through those in different ways. And if we move through them as a gift and it's happening for us and we can grow and expand and become stronger and more resilient, then we can yeah, live in much more elevated, expansive ways. Storms of our life and also the things that are actually physically happening in our world. Yeah, so let's get into that because that's going to be amazing to discuss. But maybe off the top, you could introduce yourself a bit and the work you do. I'll do the same for those who don't know me, and we can get a little bit deeper into our journeys and stories ourselves and all the wild shit we've both been through. (laughs) And then explore some of these techniques and methods and rituals and stuff I think that we both use and we both bring to people that we work with and some tips and all that good stuff to help those who are joining us on this and whatever format they're choosing today. That sound cool? Yeah, I love it. So what's your jam? What's your jam? All right. Well, I own Full Circle Yoga School and you and I have been working together for a bit over a year now. And at Mm -hmm. a glance, it might sound like it's mostly yoga teacher trainings, which is pretty much how it started. Started as yoga studios, turned into trainings trainings turned into retreats. We still offer all of those. And it's really grown beyond that because what I began to recognize is that so many people are suffering and so many people want more joy. We know that anxiety and depression are really rampant. We had COVID, of course, come along in the last couple of years and just amplify all of that. Like you've said, and some of your offerings on TikTok and other places like the news, all these things are just, there's so much inflammatory, just energy coming at us constantly. So we've moved even into like the retreats and the transformation and into classes, courses, just pretty much becoming a lot more than just a yoga school, but more of wellness 
mind, body, spirit, and beyond. It just seems to keep keep growing. As you and I know, we keep working together in the synergy of this work and your agency. It just keeps expanding. So it's been a lot of fun and lots more to come, lots more that we'll be creating and offering and launching. And yeah, that's kind of the gist of what we do with the yoga school. And how long have you been doing that for now? You know, math has never been my thing. I would say (laughs) six or eight years. I really lose track. I don't even know, but somewhere in that six, six, eight year range. Probably eight. Yeah, I get stuck on a number and then I'm like, wait a second, it's been like another year or two. I'm like eight. It's interesting because the timing of my journey is more like the kind of the spiritual, I guess, mindful realms of just doing more personal inner work has been about 10, I think 11 years, give or take. So we're kind of in that same, that same window. For those who don't know me, I'm Chad, and I do work with Jolie. I have a creative agency, and that's how we've connected, but it's not my only jam. I've got, well, I'm second generation in in early-stage finance and venture capital, and I have over 15 years' experience working with early-stage public companies from all different types of things, whether that's you know corporate finance or executive management or communications, M&A, all this kind of stuff. And some 10 years ago, I shifted a lot and expanded my work, both on myself and the things I do. So I have my consulting company and the creative agency, as I mentioned. I'm in entertainment, in play and film and television commercial and music as well. I love to produce music and also woke to this whole tuned vibe, I guess, of my life as things started to awaken, you know, physically and mentally and energetically for me quite some time ago. So I went through a lot of lifestyle changes and similar, and that's a whole story in itself. But all of that's brought us here and it kind of brought us together as we connected and we were aligned in our lifestyles and, and work in a whole bunch of different ways. And I love working on you know, projects with people, ventures that have some sort of a conscious lens or, you know, positive intention or impact because it feels good. It feels great. And you're doing great things for people. So I've also been having a lot of fun and we got all kinds of cool things we're still going to do. We're still just getting warmed up in tons of ways, but this is one of them. And we wanted to jump in here and vibe like this and, and share and see what kind of magic, you know, meets us here to share some insights and stuff with people that uh, care to join us. So, so where did this all start for you? Let's talk a bit about the origin story of like full circle, because you went through, you can go farther back too, if you want, but you went through a whole bunch of shit. Yeah. And that's exactly what I was thinking as you were telling your story. I feel like a lot of people lately have been asking me, like how, right? We all see these amazing people doing amazing things and they used to be this and now they're living more consciously, but it's like, well, how, you know, how did you get there? Like, what was the big change or was there a big change? Was it gradual? And how have you gotten to this place of peace and living in the flow state? And yeah, I'd love to hear 
more about your story as well. For me, really just like I was doing yoga, I was really fortunate to find yoga in the year 2000. And it was really for no other reason than I was going to be getting married. And I just like anyone else wanted to get in shape. And look good for my wedding. And at the time, you know, just like lifting weights wasn't my thing. I was like, oh, I'll take an exercise class. I got really, really lucky. Had an Ashtanga yoga teacher who was really pregnant doing things that I thought were not possible at the time, which now people say about me. And I'm like, look, you know, this is possible for anybody, but it's, you have to do the work. I mean, you have to commit to living a high vibrational lifestyle. So It started there and some magic happened in some of those first classes. I had an out-of-body experience. I just I just felt so good that I was pretty much hooked for the rest of my lifetime. And I would come in and out of it. So I do have four children. Fast forward some years later. And I just kept coming back to yoga and spirituality when I needed it to get my body back after children. And then there was a point where it was time to leave my marriage and I was really questioning everything about life because that was, of course, I thought that was going to be a forever thing. And I had four children. My my littlest was only six months old when this happened. And of course, you know, it puts you into depression and anxiety. So I had to figure out how to heal myself. And I had to do it quick because I had four little boys depending on me to be a good mother. So I did have another like really profound experience that kind of was a catalyst and change. And I was just in a state of suffering. I was trying to sleep. I couldn't. I was having panic attacks. And it was my higher self, I guess you might want to say. And it just said, hey, you have a roof over your head. Your boys are asleep in their beds. There's food on the table. They're safe. They're healthy. You're educated. There are so many people in this world who don't have food on the table. Their babies aren't healthy. And just this voice said to me, figure this out, heal yourself and then go help others. And ever since that moment, I want to say probably maybe about 13 years ago, it's just been my like mission and passion, like alongside with raising my children. It's just been my mission and passion to learn everything I can about healing, wellness. You know, I studied all the religions. I've studied yoga. I've studied, you know, mindfulness. I teach 30 different styles of meditation, over 20 styles of breath work, six different yoga practices. So I've just, you know, I'm constantly learning. So it, it just evolved, you know. Truly, I started teaching yoga because I had babies and I needed a job and I was able to go teach this really high end resort that paid well. And I didn't have to put my kids in daycare. And it just it just moved on from there. That then led to someone offering me a space to open a studio. I then owned two studios. I then figured out my passion within that was more towards trainings and retreats. So I gravitated away from the trainings. And then, yeah, five years ago, Hurricane Irma came along, totally <laughs> flooded my yoga studio my house I was living in was uninhabitable. I lost everything, had to use all my savings as a single mom. 
which at the time was 50 grand. I thought I was like rich. I had no debt, I had 50 grand. I was so excited and finally made it. And then Hurricane Irma came and just took it all. So the last five years has been a really challenging but amazing journey of I decided not to just have everything in one place here in the Keys that could continuously get hit by hurricanes like we just had one last week. And I decided to take what we do internationally and do teacher trainings in other locations all over the world and just expand. And that's what brought me to you. A little over a year ago, I was looking for the right person who could really help us expand. I don't have that, you know, marketing background or finance background. And I knew it had to be the right person, someone who was also living this high vibrational life because I tried it so many times with amazing, like the best, you know, these people that came with all of these, you know, I don't know what you call it, like, you know, accolades and amazing looking resumes. And they were, you know, supposed to be the best ever. And it never worked for us because if they didn't understand the energy and the flow and all this vibrational energy, if you want to call it that, it just didn't work. So that's why it was so great to start working with you. And yeah, and now here, here we are. I mean, obviously I could make that story like 10 times longer and trying to so and that was still pretty lengthy and that's kind of just that whole that whole journey of really the last 13 years when that, that hurricane hit how did you make those changes like what did like your house is gone your studio's flooded like your hands are like up in the air a bit just got to be a deep sense of helplessness i guess on some level initially I was fortunate I didn't have that. At that time, I was already studying shamanism, which is another deep love of mine. I'm not a shaman. You know, I don't call myself that, but I love to practice shamanism. And Mm -hmm. I believed that storms do have spirits. And when Hurricane Irma passed over, I did have a really profound experience. And there was a communication and it was just like, we're wiping the slate clean so that you can rebuild your life exactly as you want. And at that time, I trust the process. I know that there's a difference between inviting in, you know, negative things to happen to you. And then there's also just like, hey, it doesn't matter how high vibrational we're living. We're human and we're going to have challenges. You know, we might get sick. We might have a, you know, a financial challenge happen or, or whatever those things are, or a breakup in a relationship. You know, these things are going to happen. It's part of the human experience and the human journey. So at that point, I already had complete trust and faith in whatever is happening is what's meant to be. So I can either go into victim mode or I can pull up my boots and look for the opportunities and the silver linings. And I kind of mentioned it at the beginning of this video. I just love that quote. Nothing is happening to you. Everything is happening for you. So when challenging things arise or I feel upset or triggered, or like, as you said, that feeling of hopelessness, sure. There was a moment I was like, what am I going to do? Everything is gone, but it was just a fleeting moment. And I said, okay, This is just meant to be. It's a redesigning. It's a realignment. And that's something you and I have to do all the time in the work we do. 
you know, sometimes things are going to, you know, fall away and shift. But if you are trusting and, you know, doing the work and setting your intentions for the best possible outcome, you know, some of those doors are going to close, but the ones that are meant for you are going to open and it's going to keep expanding. It's going to keep moving in the right direction, but it's that trust, that root chakra base level of trust. So luckily Mm -hmm. I didn't have that, but I did bounce in and out of debt for two or three years because as I said, I lost, you know, all my savings, but I just kept saying, "I I trust, I believe, I trust, I believe. And it just, again, those doors kept, kept opening. So it might not have been the easiest journey, but here I am five years later and, you know, things just continuously get better every day, every week, every month. And you're helping a lot with that. (laughs) (laughs) That's great to hear. I appreciate it. And it is, I feel that as well. As you were going through that for anyone that might be going through that now, is there anything that you like did like practically like any sort of practice or ritual or anything like here you are just to paint like this big portrait, but like, here's you and the four boys standing in front of the house. You're looking at it and they're like, we can't go back in this house. So from that day one, you're on path and good for you for finding that deep confidence and faith to be able to move forward. But for anyone who might be, you know, watching or listening here, is there anything particular specific that you found really helped you in that journey that might help them as well, you know, on their journey from a similar place? Yeah, great, great question. Thank you for asking. I love this. And I think a lot of people will relate whether they're parents or not, but I have been a parent for 18 years. And I used to just honestly, even looking back now, I feel like I had to but I sacrificed so much for so many years that I had gotten to the point when the hurricane hit that like I was no longer willing to not put self-care as a priority in my life. And my time might have been super limited, but I made sure that I got up and did what for me felt like the right practice every morning. And people always want me to tell them what to do. And I always say, I can give you some ideas, but you have to try things out and find what's best for you. I personally did a Kundalini Kriya called the Sobhag Kriya. It's an abundance Kriya. And what I loved about it is it didn't take very long. I actually just got chill bumps all over as I just said that. And it's a really beautiful five-part Kriya. It begins here and you visualize everything you want while you chant. And it's said to be so powerful. So most Kundalini Kriyas, there's this number like around 11 minutes or it is 11 minutes, sometimes 33. But this one, it said you can't do this for 11 minutes because it's so powerful that would be greedy. So I did this so uh, Kriya, it's nine minutes of this, then there's four other parts that are just three minutes each. So really I could get this done within 20 to 25 minutes. And I did it every day. And I just, again, trusted and believed. And so there's really that power in a morning ritual. Maybe we don't have time to practice self-care all day. When you say self-care, sometimes people think of like luxurious baths and massages and things that take up time. 
But really, if you don't put yourself first, you're pouring from an empty pitcher. So that for me didn't take much time, but it made an impact because it was a commitment. It was a commitment to abundance. And I do love Kundalini Yoga. So that might not be for everyone. Some people love to sit down and write out, you know, a gratitude list. Like that's magical and powerful. There's so many ways to start your day so that the whole rest of your day is threaded and woven with this, this power, this, you know, what, whatever it is that, that you do. How about you? Do you have something that we haven't gotten to hear your whole journey yet? We want to hear that. But <laughs> no, do you but have something along those lines? Yeah. Yeah. My practice, I'll get into my journey in maybe a minute because it's similar in a bunch of ways. But my core practice is meditation. That's the biggest thing for me. I find with meditation, you can't lie to yourself right? It's that place where you go where like, what you want is what you want. When you're with yourself, there's no story that you tell to someone else about what you think that thing should look like or what it should be or similar. It's you just settling in to what's really going on, how you really feel and what you're really seeking. So for myself, my meditation is three parts and I start my day with it every day. The first part is a check-in. So it's just, you know, holding that space, connecting with my breath and just feeling where I'm at. The second phase of my meditation, once I've kind of like established that, you know, level is exploring what I actually want. For the like, day or? You know, micro macro. Yeah. So I do in part for the day, like what are my intentions for the day? But also that check-in on how that aligns, you know, bigger and, you know, over the vision for my life. But that also doesn't happen or doesn't need to happen every single morning. <laughs> you know, it's the middle of an afternoon and I'm in the park. I can just drop in and check in with myself and like, how are we doing? You know, with respect to those intentions. But it is to see it. And visualize, okay, what are these things I actually want? And then the third phase of my meditation is to experience it. So I bring that energy into my body, like it's already happened. This is how it feels. I'm doing the thing. These things are happening. That check is landed. That deal's closed, you know. Yeah, we're at that event. Those people are here, whatever it is. So... That's a calibration for me. And I never had that before, kind of pre-doing my work, <laughs> I guess, for lack of a better way to say that. And since it's just been amazing and transformative, and if I don't have that pillar in my day, I do feel disconnected. I do feel much more not a source, not aligned, not clear. And I think and feel subsequently like I don't, I don't generate, you know, and I don't create or I don't realize as much success as I do when I'm, you know, committed and disciplined with this practice. So that's a big thing I've implemented since, you know, my journey started. And maybe I'll share some of that for a sec because it, it was wild, <laughs> you know, not for the faint of heart for sure. But I've always felt in tune. I've always felt connected. Ever since you were a I've child? Always, 
Yeah, I've always recognized I've had good ideas and I was receiving them from someone I was channeling. The first time I realized this, I was a kid. I don't know. I must have been seven or eight. And my mom took me to go meet Wayne Gretzky. And he's doing a big like signing, right? Which is super cool. And my family, like big sports fans, outdoors people and, you know, lots of stuff going on. <laughs> yeah, Wayne Gretzky's like the guy, right? So it was pretty cool. And when you go meet Wayne Gretzky, you bring like a hockey card or you bring like his poster or something from the sign. But I chose to bring a Wayne's World t-shirt, which had Wayne and Garth on it from Saturday Night Live. And we waited in line, we waited in line. And I got up and met him and his agent was standing over his shoulder. His agent or similar, like one of his handlers, I guess. And I showed him the shirt because <laughs> he was otherwise just signing all this other stuff, right? And they both paused and looked at it and had a laugh. And I just thought it was pretty clever. <laughs> you know? So all good. Think nothing of it. I've got my sign. Wayne's World shirt with Wayne Gretzky on it. And I was walking through a poster store. And this is like months later. Because I like posters and art and all that stuff too. And so I'm flipping through. And I see this poster. And it's Wayne Gretzky. And he's skating in space around the planet, <laughs> you know, and it says Wayne's world on it. Oh my God. And I just stopped and I'm like, you know, I hear the siren going off right now. Maybe that's like the, sign. the bells. Sign. Of the, that was the, that, yeah, that was the signal going off in my head. These alarm bells, right? Going like, that was a good idea. But yeah, that's where the creative journey started for me. And just like kind of lit a spark of confidence, I think, you know, oh, that wasn't just an idea. That was a good idea. You know, that was something that I could bring. But the spiritual journey, the kind of more deeper in tune stuff has been kind of with me over my life. But I was also partying a lot. I was doing a lot of things that didn't really support <laughs> listening to that as much. And it got to a point for me, like I was living my corporate life and running public companies and all this kind of stuff. And I was exhausted. Like it doesn't really stop. And I wasn't really clear on my goals, I guess, with respect to it. And definitely not with my practices to look after myself as I was operating. And uh, I was traveling a lot. I was around like Toronto, Montreal, New York, Boston, road shows and business meetings and all this. And my phone's just blowing up all the time. And there's people who weren't satisfied with this, that, you know, or the other thing. You're putting out fires all the time. And if anyone who's listening or watching knows, if you don't look after yourself as you're doing that, it tires you out. It'll burn you out. And I just remember one day I was in Manhattan and I got off a call and I was just like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> you know, like, is this, is this it? Cause I was wiped. How old would, would you think you were at the time? Like in your twenties or thirties? I was late twenties, 
like 30 something in there. I could timestamp it by going, you know, through my posts and stuff, but like somewhere in that world. And as that was happening, I was starting to connect deeper with, with my inner compass, with my intuition and yeah, how I navigated, you know, and what I'd used to navigate. And I started to see signs and symbols, the synchronicities started to, you know, appear and meet me here. And everything I was doing, it used to feel good sitting at the bar, eating hot wings, you know, like just whatever, like just this lifestyle, right? Started to just feel really shitty. And my hangovers got really bad. And my digestion didn't feel very good and like all this kind of stuff. And I was feeling it energetically too. These ripples, all this stuff was was just pouring out of me. So I connected with the shaman and we started to explore this. And I was really going through a kundalini awakening, as you referred to it. So all this energy was waking up in me. And I needed to honor that. I needed to hold space for that and really embrace how the shifts. So I started working with the shaman for about 15 months. She would journey for me and she would check in and she would, you know, provide messaging and guidance and help integrate this energy. And, and as I did that, I started changing my life patterns. I was taking more space for myself. I started to learn how to meditate. Thanks, Deepak. <laughs> you know, I started on Deepak. I love you know, this kind voice. Of meditations. Yeah. Yeah, he's very, very soothing in that. And then kept, you know, doing this work and deepening it. I stopped drinking. So I'm nearing on 10 years without a drink. I changed my diet. So I went fully plant-based vegan. That was like 10 and a half years ago. Did you do um, both of those things gradually or like cold turkey? Gradually. Yeah. So I think a lot of people yeah. struggle with, their nourishment and diet and with toxic substances like alcohol. And I mean, you and I are not nutritionists, so it's good to get professional help with those things. But I know that's a question I get a lot is, you know, how do you, how do you get there? How do you transition? Mm -hmm. So yours was gradual. Yeah. Well, it was trying to tune it. Uh, Yeah. I think when you get on this path, it's really what it is, right? It's tweaking the dial as you get into it. You want to make sure you're still healthy. When I changed to my vegan diet, it was traumatic. <laughs> like first four weeks, I'm like, what am I eating? Am I eating enough? Like I was just tripping out. I was went to the doctor. I'm like, my diabetic, like I feel like I just I'm all and he's like, You're good, man. You know, <laughs> like but you're you're like, Am I getting enough food? all these things. And then you improve upon that. Were you weight training then? Because now you are like, you're a very consistent, like with weights in the gym. And, you know, a lot of people have that question too. Like, how do you get enough protein and look like that kind of a thing that's challenging for people to navigate? So were you, were you working out then or did that come later? Yeah, I've always been athletic. I've always been around sports and stuff, but not really. This last couple of years has been the most consistent I've ever been. Again, a continuation of learning more, deepening my studies and that, and, and tuning. I mean, the first thing is the intention to go, okay, I'm going to stop hurting myself. 
and these are the ways I feel that I'm hurting myself. And then it's a process of learning these are the ways to better myself. Now they're even looking at, you know, the world that way. And as you do that, a lot of your shit comes up and all this, but like, that's the big first switch I feel. And that's what I did is I flipped that and then tweak and keep, you know, tuning. And um, not doing it all, like, all at once. Yeah. You know, like I, I you like, start, you know, yeah, you have to start. Go I like ahead. to pick the thing yeah. that's causing the most suffering and start there. Like pick one thing. What one mm. thing, if you started to change that, would would help everything else in your life, but not doing it all at once. That's good advice. I think that's good, you know, approach. For me, I feel it was like whatever could make these other pains stop. And if that required everything... <laughs> Then I was in, like, let's go. Because I was burnt and I wasn't feeling great. I mean, digestively, things were tough. And I think that was from drinking for plenty and drinking plenty, you know, <laughs> like that was the thing. But then energetically tired and then how inspired are you by what you're working on and all this kind of stuff. So as I, you know, got into this, it started with the diet. And then the drinking required like a few tries at it. And then that stuck. But I took a lot of space for myself because there were a lot of people around me, you know, bless them. It wasn't about them as much as it's about my journey and what served me best. And I needed to shake a lot of things up. And what I recognized was that what, what I was doing wasn't working because this is how I felt. That's not how I should feel if I'm living my best life. So I packed my suitcase and said bye to my family the next day. And I'm blessed. I've got a great family and they're all great people. And it was a thing. So I just said, I don't know if or when I'm coming back, but I have to explore this. And I left. And I left my place like fully furnished and just I walked out the door and was like, I'm going this way. And I started to got on a ferry and I went to the island and connected with friends there and then started just flowing, right? And this journey took me as like this took me in a ways and I'll get on that for a sec. But I'd been practicing this this work of working with my intuition. So the work I was doing was all in here. So much of it, like in finance and corporate work, is is really mentally driven. I feel we're evolving, so it's more feel-based and more intuitive, but it definitely wasn't. So I'd grab a backpack, and I'd go downstairs in my place, and I'd stand out front, and I'd go, which way feels like the way I should go? And then I would follow that, and I'd take a whole day of just following that. And when you're not touristing, but you're traveling, that's a similar vibe, right? Where should we go today? Where do I want to go? So when I left, that was, that was the modality that I was flowing with. It was what does it feel like? And I don't want to think about this. And I just want to go with it. For real. 
And as soon as I did that, all these things just start to open synchronicities. You can see the portals open. You can feel it. This makes me take a deep breath. Just hearing you, I I feel like (sighs) it's so nice. It's what it felt like, you know, and it feels like really. It was as literal as like I'd walk by a sign, and the sign would almost literally say, "Chad, go this way," (laughs) you know. And you're like, <laughs> whoa, you know, and you'd kind of keep going, you know. So I just kept going. And as I did that, I was doing some other work as well. Like inner work book, or, or? Inner work, yeah. So I picked up a book called The Presence Process. Oh, yeah. By Michael that's, Brown. That's a great book. You shared really that great. with me. It's like changing. It's a very cool book and it was gifted to me and it sat on my shelf for a while until it felt ready to pick up. But when this was coming up, it was like, okay, I need to take a look at this. And it's a book with a 10 week breath work and, and more. And you read a chapter a week and it helps you work through trauma addiction, like all kinds of stuff. And generally you're not supposed to travel <laughs> when you do this, <laughs> but I did. And so the things that you need to experience to integrate as you do the process manifest week to week through this journey. And so as you're traveling, that can be a bit intense, dependent. So I went from the island and took a ferry to Seattle and then took a train to Santa Barbara. And then I camped in Carpinteria on the beach. And this is no destination. You're just just going wherever. I packed like an 80-pound pack on wheels. And I put my tent in there and all my like whatever computer the tent the the like camping survival tools like whatever you think of and i just started flowing i remember in carpinteria because i never really like it brings stuff up you're camping on your own in some who knows where place i'm like the only person in this campsite which is right on the beach i just remember one night like a raccoon or something was at the door of my tent but i couldn't really see i could just feel it kicking around at my tent and I had my knife in my tent and I'm like, the fuck is going on? You know, <laughs> like, like you just fully survival mode, right? You're like, your vibe is just fully lit up because you're so present because you're just everywhere that you are because you're not, you know, spending your time in your head like that. You're just flowing. So when you flow, you come to presence because you need to. So this journey, I'm making such a long story about it, but I went from Carpinteria to Santa Monica. And then I sat around there a bit. I bought a beach cruiser pedal bike, one speed, for like 100 bucks. I got a kid's trailer donated to me from one of the rental shops because it was broken. I duct taped it to the bike, threw the pack on the back, tied the headband, <laughs> you know, put my iPad into the basket, And I said, I'm riding this to San Diego. 
And I just went on this solo bike ride with a bike that's not meant for that really. (laughs) And yeah, and I just had the music going and I just found the path. And that was about 250K. So like, how far is that miles? Like 200 miles or something? I don't do, I already said I don't do math well. (laughs) It was epic. And so it was, you know, over a couple weeks I did that. And then I ran into these guys in San Diego, these French guys, and they were looking for someone to join them in Mexico. So I said, okay, there's the portal of the next step. So I jumped into van with them and we drove the whole Baja, which was another couple weeks of journeying. And crazy, like we were just sleeping in the middle of the desert and we got stuck off road in the desert and lucky we got out. We had to hike out like five, six hours and 20 kilometers off road. And it was just like, there's a cactus that are like three times as high as you are, you know, no self-service, crazy shit. (laughs) So, you know, that came up and then I went well, that's it. Cause I was still doing the process. So I was just breathing through it going like, okay, the universe is bringing me what I require and so on. And then I got to Cabo and I lived there for a while. And then similarly, I got hit with a hurricane and there's hurricane Odile. And I was renting a place on the Marina and it was like just below a cat four, this farm. It was a direct hit. The eye even went over in the middle of the storm. Lots of tourists left, but I was mostly like an expat kind of a kind of a vibe. I had stuff there, I had a motorbike and all this. So I stayed and literally went through the storm in like a yellow freaking rain suit with like the doors and windows open and like it was just unreal so that's a whole story in itself the storm was one of the craziest things i've ever experienced the after storm also like looting and you know oh yeah total like lawlessness really and i was walking around with like a machete and you know, a flashlight and patrolling at night and all this crazy stuff. That's a full unpack, but like also changed my life, you know, similar to you. I just saw like the the core of us. It felt like Lord of the flies where everybody's like, like it just, what are we doing? Who are we? Am I okay? You know? And then, are you okay? Yes. Okay, are we okay? You know? And I just watched this rebuild the whole community from that. And it was just life-changing to see how people behave in those circumstances and come through it. But that, again, was a storm for me. That was my storm to integrate my stuff, you know, and learn that part of myself. My connection, I guess, to, to all things to say. And then carried on, and after that left and went across into Mexico, Mexico City, the pyramids of Teotihuacan, 
through Oaxaca for the Day of the Dead, through the mountains, down in Escondido, crossed over into Guatemala and Antigua. Kept going through, you know, all of that magic in Honduras. I rented a horse and a guide and rode the horse up into the mountains, this Mayan village and these Mayan ruins and all this. It was like, it was incredible. And I got ultimately as far as Northern Panama on this journey. And this whole kind of quest took me over a year. basically. Wow. Over a year. That's, that's incredible. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then every day you're just expanding, you know, and growing and integrating and learning more about yourself as you go and the magic of all things and our connection with source, you know, our connection with the universe and improving our relationship and improving my relationship with it, you know, and my confidence in that. And I came full circle and ultimately back to Vancouver, you know, through some experiences. Did you just feel the time was right? How did, how did that, how did that feel when you started to realize it was time? I could have kept going connected with someone in my life and that captured my heart imagination and somewhere for a while and inspired me to kind of stop well were you working come back the other way a bit if you don't mind me asking i was yeah yeah Okay. Yeah. People like to do these trips. People are always interested in like taking these kinds of, what would you call it? A soul journey or a pilgrimage almost. I call it a bit of a, it was a pilgrimage for sure. I call it a bit of a vision quest really, but it just felt like that was the time. So it came back, explored that side of things, you know, love and relationship and stuff like this that, you know, presented itself and ultimately came full circle back to Vancouver, but not back forward to Vancouver and different, you know, with just a clear sense of who I am and what I'm about and what I believe in and all these things and uh, the types of stuff I want to work on and, and similar. And so I've integrated that. But now having kind of lived it, or lived, I should say, at both poles, the like high finance, you know, flashy, luxury side of life, I guess, and the minimalist, barefoot, kind of free-spirited. Headband with the the knife. (laughs) You know what I mean? The duct tape on the... (laughs) The The wild side, maybe, a bit. I mean... They can both be wild. I explored both those poles. And so who I've evolved to become, I feel is a balance of those now. And it was important for me to find. And, and it serves me and it's how I operate now. And it integrates, you know, these philosophies. And, and it feels way better. Like day to day, everything just feels better balanced and you know better aligned projects of impact you know good people 
I don't get headaches in the morning because I'm not hungover. You know, I've got rituals to start my day, live my days, all these types of things, you know, and including, you know, I don't have an office. I work from wherever I feel like working. It was a big exploration for me in that, in, in that journey as well, to see like how much of that was doable. But yeah, that was like a huge phase. And it was really difficult, to be honest, because when I started, I was heavily criti- criticized, slagged for it. What's going on with Chad? He's losing his mind. He's like, what's he doing? You know, there's a trade paper that wrote up a, an article about me because I was exploring music and art. And it was like. And you'd grown your hair like out audacity, too, right? <laughs> What just starts growing, right? There's a lot of it there now. All this starting to just go to, right? But it felt really solo, which it needs to, you know? But it was really difficult because you could feel that energy. You could just feel that kind of criticism all the time. But at the same time, I just said, well, fuck, like, what do you want me to do? This is my path and my work, and I got to do this for myself to be able to help other people, really, to participate. So, yeah, I mean, I still do the work. I haven't arrived to some, like, destination where I'm, like, levitating in the park on a Friday afternoon I don't think I'm going to get that down this lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I love to like, you know. It's always, yeah, it's always it's, the it's, work, yeah. You start the path, right? And you start doing the work. And I'm on it still. But over time, you see that growth and that evolution. And you're doing things in positive, constructive ways. And, you know, that's the journey. The journey never ends, right? Would you agree? I agree with that, yeah. We'll always be learning. I mean, what's the point of being here if we're not always learning and growing. And we've all heard that quote, it's not the destination, it's the journey. Because if you're in the present mm-hmm. moment, it's always, mm-hmm. you know, the journey. You ne- you never arrive. When you do arrive, you're still <laughs> in the present moment. Right. But so much I feel of what we operate in pushes us into this. So we're trying to think our way through puzzles and problems. And we do also need to feel our way through those because I feel that the answers come intuitively more accurately than what we try and figure out up here, but it might not be obvious. The communication is different. It's like, Chad, go this way to this place. And you're thinking, why would I want to go there? But then you get there and you run into somebody you haven't seen and 10 years who, you know, has a gift or an offering or a opportunity or a, an insight or something that you're supposed to hear, you know, or receive or similar that helps you along your path and your journey. But if you're looking at the page and you're just like, Oh, well, my calendar says I can't go now. I have to go at 3 PM because I got a four and a two thirty or something. You're kind of blocking yourself out of the opportunity of those, you know, moments and experiences, right? It's rowing upstream. Right, yeah. 
but we have to balance that because we do need to schedule somewhat and we do need to flow. So how do you blend those things for yourself with four boys? Well, you're active. <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah. Not everybody knows you might be watching or listening, but I know how active you are. Right. Yes. So where do you find the balance for yourself in that? Well, you know, that balance word is, is tricky and it, it can mean a lot of different things to different people. And I love to also remind ourselves that sometimes being in a state of imbalance leads to a balanced life as a whole, because mm. I feel people struggle to find balance, find balance, find balance. And, and it like becomes oppressive to find the balance and it's, it's okay to be imbalanced at times. And as you said, I have four boys. They're uh, 13 to 18. They're loud. They make a lot of noise. Mm. <laughs> they're, they're messy, right? I'm not always in a state of balance. So for me, I always think about foundations. I like you, I really like analogies and, and visuals and visualizations. So I always like build things from the ground up is how I teach yoga. Like if you do a standing yoga posture, you build it from the ground up, like the energetic roots that go into the earth, then into the feet and from there up and out. So when I, when I need to find balance, I start with the breath because when people want to change their lives, they frequently go to diet. They start drinking the water. They cut out unhealthy foods. Like these are, these are great things to do. They start exercising. These are great things to do to change your life. But you can go weeks, if not months, without food. You can go days without water. You can only go minutes without breath. So I always check in with my breath because we have, they say, about 25,000 breaths that we take a day. I mean, 25,000 breaths a day, and you can't even go minutes without breath. I could go down a rabbit hole with, with that. I love breath work and, and teaching that as like the foundation and the base. But I, of all people, things are happening. They're loud. I'm like, you know, <laughs> looking a little tense, feeling a little stressed. I'm like, okay, breathe, you know. And mm-hmm. if you take exhales two to three times longer than your inhales, you kick over into parasympathetic rest mode. And it takes you out of fight or flight. Like, you know, you can have whatever thoughts you want. If you do correct breath work, you cannot physically be anxious, stressed, worried, angry, all all those things. So I just always come back to the breath. And I mean, that's just like the nucleus. That's just like the, the starting point, the foundation. And then everything else just... I mean, it's been some years and some practice, but everything else just falls into place when I do the breath. Then I feel it's almost like my mind is relaxing and the thoughts are slowing down and I stop reacting. It's then I'm able to respond when I, when I breathe right, when I relax in the body, then you have space, you have space for clarity, for truth to respond instead of react. So I, I mean, that's how I, how I do it. But you have to be a certain kind of person to want four kids to begin with. So I knew what I, I knew what I was signing up for. I mean, people think I'm crazy. I'm like, I don't know. I wanted four kids since I was about ten years old. So I signed up for you know a very full, active, 
life. I, I enjoy it. They're, they're amazing. But you just find your way. Like you said, you know, you, you know, it's always a journey. I learned to trust myself. There was a time I was seeking and I was going to other people asking for advice. I had a yoga teacher who I thought was completely amazing and very respectable and was. And I, I didn't make the mistake of asking, but I realized I needed to not ask people anymore for advice because I asked him, I was like, oh, I'm exploring all these different types of yoga, like, but like, I don't know, like, what should I do? And, and he basically told me that I needed to commit to one style of yoga or I was never going to really get anywhere because that was his Mm. way. And a lot of people do that. And that's great. That's fine. It wasn't right for me. I love studying and learning about everything I can in all aspects. So at some point when I realized listening to others advice would only harm me more than I was able to hear more of my own tuition speaking. And I also Mm. watched this documentary called the power of the heart. Have you ever come across that one? It's, it's so good. Mm -hmm. I will admit I sent it to a friend and she started watching it with her boyfriend and she's like, I had to turn it off. We both started crying. felt depressed but it's just it's such an uplifting story it's about this woman who's a tootsie in africa and her whole family gets slaughtered except for her and she ends up hiding in a bathroom with these women for months as they keep circling and trying to find her and it it's about the power of the heart and they link science to it but what they did is they took people and they flashed random images at them. And it was either something really beautiful or cute, like a puppy or a rainbow, or it was something disturbing. And what they discovered is that the heart knew whether or not the image would be positive or negative. And so it's much more profound if you watch the documentary, but they were able to prove that your heart is linked to beyond space and time is basically mm. psychic and that your heart has its own brain cells. Your heart thinks independently of the mind. And in the womb, your heart actually trains your mind into being. And what happens mm. is that gets reversed, right? We get stressed as you were so eloquently, you know, explaining, like we just get so caught up in the mind and the thoughts and the monkey mind, this and that. So, that kind of came online for me too, where I just started dropping down into my heart, like literally listening to my heart, the breath work, you know, not everybody likes yoga, but movement medicine, it just, Mm. it just all came together in this really beautiful, just, I don't even know what to call it. Just, it all just aligned and came together. And so now when I do find myself in moments of, of stress, which can and absolutely does happen, I just know what to do and that's breathe, drop into the heart. Like I literally imagine taking the journey mm-hmm. from the back of my eyeballs down into my heart. And I just immediately, oh, now I feel, you know, loving awareness and that just goes away. So if it, it, it's like a practice, like we were talking, going to the gym, you know, you don't just go work out one time, run home, check out your body in the mirror thinking that you're going to notice a change from one session at the gym. It takes time. It takes Mm. commitment. It takes dedication. So when you do breath work, 
meditation, mindfulness, all of these amazing practices. There's so many. When you stick to one, like you have your everyday morning routine, it's just so exponentially powerful because you're consistently Mm -hmm. doing it. I think a lot of people, they jump around, they try this, they try that. Oh, I'm not good at meditation. Maybe I'll try Tai Chi. And you do have to find those practices that work for you and, and do it. So, but this is like, like I said, this is over, I mean, 23 years ago, I started yoga and then 18 years ago, I had a, had a child. And then 13 years ago is when I had the, you know, the big, the big you know moment. So it's, you, you just keep, you keep on, you stay, you stay on the path and you walk the path. You know, there's that quote to you. It's one thing to know the path. It's another thing to walk the path. And for a long time, I, I knew the path. And then at some point, right. my feet were down on the path. And I haven't flown away from that, from that grounding. Once you connect with it, I think you're connected. And I feel that the vibe of that keeps you wanting that. You know, it's an people ask me, like, how do you, how do you not drink? Or how come you're not, you know smoking dope or whatever it is, you know, not as, you know, mainstream, I guess, in the U.S., but cannabis is legal in Canada, you know. It's, a, it's totally um, recreationally yeah. everything. Yeah. And just fun fact, the world hasn't ended, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, you know, it's helping a lot of people, in my opinion, but each their own. I don't smoke. I don't do any of this stuff. And... I am enriched the most, I feel, from my connection to feeling and energy and vibes and, you know, those types of insights and experiences. So once I feel you start doing that work, it inspires you to do more of it. Because when it feels good or it feels great, you're like, whoa, that's a great way to feel. I just had an amazing day. I want to do more of that. And I feel that was part of the calibration. It's like, oh, 70% of my day is stressful. Maybe we'll use Pareto's Law. 80% stressful. 20% feels good. To a place where 80% should feel good. And maybe 20% feels stressful. And how's that for a goal in life? And that's work that I've done. And I feel that's where my ratio is now. And at what cost? I said once upon a time, I said, if I got to eat craft dinner every day to honor this, and not give it back, i.e. my soul is not for sale, then I'm going to do that. Because this is me on my stuff, honoring myself, taking care of myself, and trusting that. And trusting that the universe will look after me in that. And then as I do it, it deepens 
confidence and in my center because I see the evidence of that. I see the, the support. I see the signs, the symbols, the symbols. So the important thing I feel on the journey of this work is finding those tools, like you said, find those things that work for you. But definitely look for them and explore them and develop them and put them in your pocket so that you can look after yourself and you can care for yourself and so that you don't need anyone else to do that for you. You know how to meditate. You can drop in and work on your breath, you know, and visualize, and manifest, and, you know, and divinate and similar. And lots of different tools. And like I said, I still operate professionally and corporately and all this stuff. I do it on my terms. So for myself, I like to hold a lot of ritual in the morning. So I train in the morning. I've got like disciplined nutrition, you know, food-based rituals in the morning, meditation before I get out of bed, hot water with lemon before I even look at my phone, you know, on the on this balcony kind of thing, get this fresh air. And how how long do you go myself. before looking at your phone? I, I hear like it should be like an hour or something. I mean, that's what I hear sometimes. I'm still on my phone a fair bit, <laughs> you know? So it's kind of like the length of my an hour is a long time. Cup of lemon water. That yeah. yeah. I wake up and meditate before I'm even out of bed. I do that full three phase calibration. Then I go put the water on, and I put my lemon juice in it, which helps get my system going. And that's like my morning coffee. Yeah, because you don't, don't drink do coffee either. either. No. That's amazing. I admit, I drink a cup of coffee in the morning. Black, but still, that's the one thing. Caffeine, like you see my hair is like slicked back right now. It makes my hair just stand up on it. Really? <laughs> you know? For real? Or you're joking? Like, like I'm just like, no, like energetically. Energetically, you right? Know? I just get wired and fried in caffeine. And I feel, you know, that's because... I've changed my diet and all this that, you know, I'm much more sensitive to the impacts of different things. Right. Which is a good footnote. It's like food for fuel, not just food for entertainment or just taste, which would be a form of entertainment. I'd suggest, but you can still fuel on good tasting food. Well, and it becomes so delicious because you really can truly taste it once you do cut out the toxic things, which are also addictions and doing all sorts of things to your brain and and body to make you want more. When you really do transition to whole healthy foods, they somehow take on a whole life of their own. And something I wanted to mention back when you were talking about someone saying, how do you not drink? Lately, I mean, maybe over the last year or two, I just really got to the point where I could truly say I was experiencing bliss on a regular Mm -hmm. basis. And the only way I can describe it, I know we have 37.2 trillion Mm -hmm. cells 
when I'm in a state of bliss, it literally feels mm. like every single cell in my body is simultaneously orgasming. And that is so much better than mm. anything that you could be doing, whether you're at the bar or the drugs or whatever, mm. or eating the, the cake or whatever. And so what happens is people, people don't know how bad they feel until they finally get a taste of what bliss is really like. And it's just, it's, it's the ultimate, it's everything. It's God, it's source. You, you cannot do anything else physically that compares to that. It's the ultimate, you know, it's kind of like enlightenment. Like I have moments that I'm not an enlightened being per se, but I do have moments where I just feel absolute connected oneness and bliss. And all of those things just become just, I don't even care. And I'm just so happy. (laughs) I'm just sitting there and I don't need anything else. I don't need anything to alter my state or take me away from how I'm feeling because I'm just so present and blissed, blissed out. So I think that's a big piece of it. So I think you feel that way a lot. And, you know, you spend more time in nature than I do. That's a whole other thing where people are spending way too much time indoors, shoes on. They're mm-hmm. not getting that direct contact with nature, which we are biological humans. Like we must have that. It's two hours a week. I've been doing these videos that you have me doing that you've encouraged me to do. So I'm like learning to do my daily videos. And I learned that we need two hours a week, like literally 120 minutes a week just to be okay. And like, you really can't go under that. And I mean, it doesn't sound like a lot and you can split it up you know, 10 minutes this day, 30 minutes that day, or just two hours on a Sunday. But I don't think very many people actually get two hours of physical contact, like where you're sitting in the earth, sitting on the beach, barefoot in the grass. Like I sit on my porch a lot, but I don't think that's connection with with nature. So that's, that's a huge part of how you live your daily life as well. But you didn't yeah. want to mention how you how you work from different places. Yeah, it's important. I think that was really beautiful how you described bliss. And I think it's important to touch on that it's true that people don't know what they don't know. I feel just to take away and a suggestion here, just for anyone watching or listening, that's important to kind of emphasize is that if you don't feel good in this moment, that's okay. Just trust that there is great feeling waiting for you, you know, and the work is about exploring the ways things don't feel good and removing those from your life and recognizing those things that do feel good and adding more of those to your life. And that is personally and professionally, right? So in my days, my first half of my day is like my rituals, my heavier work, these types of things, which is a blend, but can be more like mental based stuff, structure a bit more rhythm with those types of approaches. And then, yes, I need to get definitely connected with my body. Now, meditation can be around training, like lifting or cardio, whatever, or yoga, that does that. 
But nature definitely does that. And I've got to get outside. And I mean, look at this. Like, we're blessed here with a beautiful place, parks and all kinds of things. And I'm a big beach guy. And it's because these places fill my bucket. They ground me. They bring me into my body. They bring me out of my mind. But when I'm there, I can also channel and I can receive ideas and, you know, inspiration for the work that I'm doing. So as often as possible, I also work from those places, from the beach, in a park, you know, at a coffee shop, on a patio, stuff like that. Or at least places that are super vibey, creative, comfortable, spacious. When you look at this, this, this view from this patio, it's like a bird's eye view. And I do think open space that way. Windows, high ceilings, all these types of things are really great. Well, that helps get you out of your head. If you're, if you're indoors. Yeah, everything expands. But it's also the feeling when, when you're at the beach, when you're you know on a hill of a hike or something, you're at the park. There is expansion. So that's a big note, yeah. That's a that's a big source for for creative creativity and and, and inspiration for me. Do you have a certain what way you saying? end your day at night, or any rituals before you go to sleep? Mm, less, but some, yeah. I mean, I definitely kind of like ground down. I've been hitting the sauna more, or like a hot tub at night. That's great. Also, like a hot. And then with a cold shower, so I have a hot shower, and then the last bit's cold, which is just, but I feel just amazing after. And I just, you know, we saw that. Yeah, lots of these rituals, we can go on about rituals for, you know, for days, but it's important to source them, I feel, and integrate them. And the big thing is like, what rituals do I currently do that don't feel great, that aren't serving me? that aren't bringing me closer to the things I want and which ones are and recalibrate, start that work and you start to see the results you want, you know? So that's a pretty big thing for me. That's the work that I do and I do it for myself. Nobody needs to encourage me. You know, I don't need people to give me the feedback or whatever. It's just like, I'm always receiving. I'm always learning. I learn super cool things from you as we do our work, which is awesome. So I receive from all sources, but it's up to me. It's up to each of us to be able to take those steps for ourselves, you know, move ourselves forward in this way and say like, this isn't it. And I want it. And this is that vision of what it is. And I'm going to go bring that to life. And we start. So we're doing it. And we're doing it with Full Circle Yoga School. That's amazing. All the cool things we've done in the last year change. Over a year now. Yeah, Yeah, it it truly feels like magic when you're living in this way. Things just, it's almost like you can magically move mountains. You know, it's, I, I think it's a Joseph Campbell quote, but it's something like when you follow your inspiration, your intuition, 
like wall, like doors open where there were only walls. It's like literally mm. just, just magic. It, sometimes it's like, it doesn't seem humanly possible <laughs> yet, yet it, yet it happens. So you're doing mm. the work and living in that way. Yeah, I agree hundred percent. Do you have to go get I'm going to just do what you just did. <laughs> <laughs> Well, should we yep. tell everyone we were working on the tech issues for <laughs> You know, there's always tech issues and stuff. Yeah. What's most important is that we got here. And, you know, we could keep rolling and flowing for sure. We've got lots to share. Oh, my gosh. I feel like there's like um, 50 things today that we could just talk about that one thing. I mean, because the visualization and then putting emotion to it, if you can't see it and if you can't feel it, you're not going to get it. And most people are sitting around wanting, I want this, I want a relationship, I want, you know, a stronger body. Mm. And all that wanting is just lack in it. They're not getting it because they're not doing that work where you have to be able to visualize it and then you have to bring it, the emotion into it and feel it, or they know about visualization, but they're not doing the emotion. So I feel like there's so much more we could talk about. And I think. We mm. Yeah. Well, this is a first kick at this for us and opening this up for, uh, you know, full circle and, and rekindling some of my work with mindful ways here a bit. And yet you just launched a new website, correct? For the agency, for KPI, my agency, yeah. Yeah, I freshened up my personal site a bit, and I got more coming, too. Awesome. We're doing lots of lots of great things, lots of cool projects and great people, you know? So I wonder, as we maybe wrap up a bit here, is there anything else you feel you want to touch on with respect to, like, High vibration living, personal transformation, navigating storms, any of this. Just to sum it up, start with the morning. You know, that that is the foundation of your day is when you open your eyes, what are you thinking about? The, The thoughts are on autopilot. So to have a practice, it doesn't have to be a whole long time or an hour. It can be a few minutes of just deep breathing and visualizing and feeling into your day, deciding what you want and just take, taking a moment to create your day. Like that alone is huge. So just start with one thing, begin there. And my favorite quote that I hear myself saying all day long is the only way out is through and the only way through is going within there. The answers you already have them so it's just about Mm. listening and trusting so that's that's my my advice i guess you could say is is don't overwhelm yourself you don't have to go do hours of of yoga you just have to start small make it consistent and then you can add and build and other other doors will open yeah i feel i'll add to that some kind of finals i think from my perspective as well that is that you should have some idea of where you want to go because I feel what drains us is if we just feel we're going all the time, but we're not going anywhere. Granted, I really love that quote that says, not all those who wander are lost, 
there is freedom in the wandering. However, when it comes to like conscious work, meaning like working consciously, building consciously, like professionally, if you're doing work that's not going anywhere because you don't know where you're going, then it's just a question of how long can you sustain your energy until you just get tired or bored or distracted. Whereas if you're clear on your destination, as in what you want that to look like or similar, then you can kind of work backwards a bit, but at least when you're flowing and you're doing the things, you know what you're, you know, applying your attention to or you're applying your efforts to. And I feel that that's valuable because it helps pull you to it. I wouldn't worry about how that's going to come about. And you can look at your whole life personally and professionally in any category and vision board that big on vision boarding, big Pinterest guys, you know, but you know, you can vision board this stuff in any category of your life and or all of them. And just be honest with yourself and be clear about what it is you really want. And then build and work towards that generally stay open with it flow towards it really you know trust your path but i feel that'll fuel your bucket if you're feeling like you're lost tired burnt out i'm sure it's like review that again say what am i doing (laughs) you know and why am i doing it and find that again find those sparks to work consciously. That's from more of like a professional side, but it's also, you know, personal side as well. Because that practice helps both and take care of yourself on that journey. Sustain your energy, sustain yourself, you know, by filling your bucket along the path doing that work and one day at a time, over time, doing it consistently, you know, then things will move. The magic will happen and things will change. And as far as the finding what you want bit, because I do work with a lot of people and I frequently get someone who's middle-aged, frequently women, and they've been in these just whatever kind of mundane lives, maybe like doing whatever their husband wanted them to do. And I look at them and I say, what do you want? And I get these blank stares and it's happened so many times that they say, I've never, Mm. I've never even asked myself what. I want, and they are just, they don't even know how to do that. And I think there's a lot of people out there who, who have just done what they thought they should do their whole lives. Like maybe their parents said, you should go to an Ivy league college, go to go be a doctor or whatever. So when you do start going within, what do I want? Follow inspiration is my advice, because when you feel inspired, that means you're on the right track. And don't be afraid to say, I want something and just trust that you'll be redirected. So then that's another big fear people have is they're like, well, I'm afraid to say, I want that. What if that's not what I want? Or what if I get that? And that's bad. Hey, just by wanting saying, I, I am going to go in this direction because I feel like it's something that I want to do something that inspires me, that sparks my heart, whatever if you start momentum, you start the energy of momentum rather than just staying stuck in this, I don't know, free state. And then in that momentum, Mm -hmm. the other doors and avenues open and you're redirected. So I just wanted to share that too, because I think that's a huge fear is people are like, what, what do I want? But just so many people have never asked themselves that not, not truly. 
So it can be scary mm. to make those big, those big changes. That's just an amazing point. It's great because I recognize that in myself, that catalyst of my transformation was, I don't feel great. Am I doing what I want? And what do I want that to be? And I feel that we're referencing that or referring to that in like a macro way. What do I want for my life? But it can also bring peace in the moment by just asking yourself, what do I want today? What do I want this afternoon? What do I want right now? Oh, I could use some music or I want some ice cream or whatever, you know, it doesn't have to be like, you know, I want to solve the world's biggest problems. But I feel as you develop that confidence in making those choices for yourself on the micro level, it will deepen your confidence in exploring that in bigger terms and ways for the rest of your journey and your experience. Yeah, it's seed planting and then those sprout and then they grow into really big, amazing, beautiful things that then grow flowers. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. awesome. <laughs> well, I feel we've had a great chat. Yes, what do you feel? This was great. Yeah, I really enjoyed yeah. it. I think so many people, again, just want, want to live in this way and they're just like, how? Mm, right. And you don't know what you don't know. So I feel it's important to share how we do it, how it's come about, tips, little tools, tricks, you know, things like that. For anyone watching or listening who wants to connect with Jolie, which I recommend. I'm biased, of course, because I'm, you know, she's a client. But at the same time, yeah. But you wouldn't keep me if work. it wasn't working. I mean, that's a whole other conversation. No. Is like yeah, we- right. weeding out the things that we we did kind of talk no, about. No, exactly. No, we're vibing and we're doing great work, and it's a lot of fun. I greatly enjoy working with you. And you know, full circle, we've got the app dropping. So, yoga classes, retreats, online courses, both for mindful related and spiritual courses feel-good courses and yoga teacher training all over the world, all kinds of cool stuff. So, And then also the one-on-ones with you. So not to overlook that. If people are interested in working with you in a whole bunch of different ways, they can check that out as well. So that's fullcircleyogaschool.com. So check that out. And our Anyone amazing wants to new website. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's you know, <laughs> it's an awesome site. I love it. Somebody awesome yeah. built it. <laughs> we built it together. Yeah, so we had help. It's uh, it's great, and more cool things to come there. So so check that out. And if anyone's interested in connecting with me, got a bunch of different things, but chadmc.com is my personal website. KPI which is KPI, but spelled phonetically. So that's K-A-Y-P-I-E-Y-E.com is my creative agency. We could always jam there more. I got a lot more, but I think those are pretty good spots to, to share 
Exactly. And we'll go from here. I hope everybody's got some kernels of magic and insight out of this. And there's probably going to be more. We'll probably do it again. Wisdom nuggets. Wisdom nuggets. I like it. Yeah. (laughs) Golden wisdom nuggets. Good times. Yeah. It was awesome. Great chatting. We always vibe. So it's great. Thanks everybody for being here. And, you know, like all the channels, follow your favorite channels, follow the podcast, and we'll chat with you again soon. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Have a great day.